We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, welcome back to the show. This is PT Pinecast. We like to say we have great physical therapy conversations on tap. Uh, I'm physical therapist Drew McKay. It's been a couple of weeks since we've done an episode. Summer vacation rolls around, some stuff in life comes about, and you got to put some things on hold. But excited to get back into the saddle, especially with today's guest, especially with today's topic. You got to like something like this. There's no right or wrong way to be a physio. What does that mean? We'll get into it. Uh, do you want to say thanks to our sponsors? We just had these guys on the show. Your CBD store at CBDRX4U.com, where you can get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. They've got into why is there such a buzz about CBD, especially recently within the physical therapy world. They get into it and give you specifics. Uh, our friends at MW Therapy, EMR is to a PT as a hammer is to a carpenter. You got to you deserve to love using it. If you want something customizable, something easier to use, that is where MW Therapy comes in. Take a demo of their amazing EMR at mwtherapy.com. That is mwtherapy.com. And our friends at Jackson Therapy Partners, just looking today on social media, there were some people sharing pictures of where they get to be a travel therapist. I remember just a couple of years ago, it was like, ah, you shouldn't do that as a new grad. Well, there's a bunch of new grads. There's a bunch of seasoned physios doing this all over the country, all over the world traveling from location to location and doing what they want to do where they want to do it. So Jackson Therapy Partners providing awesome adventures in patient care for physical therapists who care about where they're going. JacksonTherapy.com. Discover if it's right for you at JacksonTherapy.com. There is no right or wrong way to be a physio. We're going to find out what that means now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to PT Pinecast. Back in the saddle again. We like to say great physical therapy conversations on tap. I'm your host, physical therapist, Drew McKay. Check us on the socials at PT Pinecast. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We do a little stuff on LinkedIn, but that thing still confuses me. I don't really know. Uh, broadcasting uh, live today as we do it at uh, happy hour. And I like this I like this title as uh, Tony Maritato checks in live. Hi, Tony. Good to see you. I'll be talking to you tomorrow, actually. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to be a physio. This guy, we've interacted a couple times on, uh, on on Twitter, on the Bird app. And I have to say, I don't usually comment on guests' uh, clothing, on their attire. But Martin, you've you've got a really great shirt. I like this shirt right there. Yeah. IPAs and TKAs. It's spot on, man. Uh, welcome to the show, Martin. I appreciate uh, us interacting on Twitter. And I, I we find a lot of the people that we wind up bringing on the show uh, on that Bird app. So uh, first questions are always the hardest. You know this. What are we drinking today? You've got beer. For the people listening on the podcast, you've got a quite a be the beer uh, brewing setup behind you. So I want to set the stage yeah. for that. So what are you? I, I'm interested in what you're drinking. I'm guessing it's a homebrew. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's both, actually. I got homebrew in my PT Pinecast glass, of course. Yeah. This is made with a Quake, the Norwegian yeast. So it's quite fancy. And then I got a double dry hopped IPA in that one. Very few guests come on and immediately double fist. So Martin, I, this puts you this puts you in some rare air. I have to say, have to do it right. Uh, well, I'm not doing such fancy. It's about 93 degrees where I broadcast from, and so this is my favorite summer beer, a Corona. Judge me if you will, but it's my show. So cheers uh, to you, Martin, for coming on the program. Thank you for having me, mate. I uh, want to say thanks to our friends at Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification and personalized blood, uh, blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. 
And the, uh, the equipment you need to apply it properly in clinical practice, actually going to do an event, I think later on this year with, uh, with Johnny Owens and the team, check them at owensrecoveryscience.com. Um, so first of all, we have to start with your name. You got four names. Walk yeah. me through them. So walk me through the pronouncing them properly. I want to make sure I get this. All right. So I got four names. Yeah. My name is Martin Nikolai Arnulfsson Christensen. I like that. And you say it with an accent, which here in America, whenever whenever people from different parts of the world have accents, to me, we automatically give you like 10 to 15 IQ points. But people with accents, they sound smarter to me. Well, I think uh, my accent in Norway will take the IQ points 10 to 15 points down. <laughs> so, blend in, huh? Yeah. Yes, Nobody with a Bron- in America, like a New York accent does not give, we do not get any IQ points. If anything, we lose, we also lose IQ points. So I, I know that feeling. Um, all right. So today we're talking about, or one of the things I wanted to talk about, one of these ideas or concepts is it's something you do regularly on, on Twitter. You, you either share and then solicit, uh, pearls of wisdom, which I think is just like a brilliant thing to do is I think it's, um, you know, there's no right or wrong way to use Twitter, right? There's definitely some trash ways to use Twitter. Right. Um, but there's some good ways, which is, Hey, how do we, how do we share information and also almost like a snowball get information to then go back and forth, right? There's that, there's that great part of Twitter where it's interactivity. So you, you share clinical pearls once a week. Why'd you, why'd you start doing something like that and kind of describe what things that you share and also the great things that have been shared back in response to your sharing? Well, I started doing it because there's so much wealth of knowledge out there. There's so much wealth. And we all know that little tiny bit of information we get from a course or we get from a sentence or we get from you know guidance and the clinical pills there's so much information and try to dig in through that and so i just i just wanted people to cut the bullshit what are you talking about what do you mean and so i tried giving it the wednesday make uh Simple, great again. Mm-hmm. One-on-one clinical pearls. What's your clinical <laughs> yeah. goal? And people have jumped on it and give given clinical pearls. And yeah. I like it because you set the bar at an appropriate length, which is like, you know, Twitter, you can get, you know, a couple hundred characters into a tweet. So you're not asking someone to give you a dissertation. You're not asking someone no. to give you an article. You're asking someone to give you a singular clinical pearl but when you string those together in a twitter thread and you do it repeatedly um you can get some great information and it's funny how many people will see it read it and never even interact and that's fine right the the purpose is not to get likes or shares or it really is to see how many people can how many people can be exposed to new information yeah yeah and of course for me my ego just obviously ego first and foremost yeah 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 yeah. But, but but then again for example, this clinical pearl of does your patient wake up after midnight, wakes up in the night? Is it the same stage? Is it the same place? Is it the same time? Inflama- inflammatory, right? So is it, that's a really big clinical pearl. If your patient wakes up around two or three, four in the night. You're dealing with inflammation. It's a good sign, right? That, and that's a clinical pearl. When you're listening to that, yeah. Well, well, I think even just taking from that, asking just, just just from that, just asking the patient, do you wake up at night? Because a person seeing a physio might not think that that's relevant. Yeah. But you're trying to get information and you're trying to understand that person better. Yeah. 
it's like it's almost i mean i really like how you you you're, you're trying you're looking for simple you're you're asking yeah. for simple you're saying i just want simple um yeah. but as we know and we hear this a lot especially from leaders in our profession doing the simple things right that that is actually what advanced practice is the basics man yeah. Well, I appreciate your clinical pearls, and we do want to make sure that people can uh, can find you uh, on Twitter. Your handle is Martin underscore Nikolai. We'll put it on the screen for everybody and put it yeah. in the, uh, the show. And that's the uh, that's the uh, local North Norwegian way of saying my middle name. I like it. Yeah. Say it again. Nikolai. Nikolai. That's good. Yeah. Um, I like it because that's this is kind of like an underlying reason of why I started this podcast. Started it as a student, and I remember being in rooms, you know, giving being in big presentation rooms and looking around the room and thinking, wow, like there's a hundred people here or two hundred people here. And if everybody had one really, really great idea in them or or a different perspective, that's thousands. And my brain back to when I was in broadcasting was, well, these aren't these ideas are never going to leave the room unless we give people easy routes to do it. Yeah. And I don't think present before we start, I always tell people, listen, we like conversation over presentation because presentation, I think, slows down knowledge translation. Yeah. I think if you can present, if you can be on a large stage, I think that's why things like TikTok or podcasting or live streams catch on because it, it is um, broadcasting. But when you can do it conversationally, that's how our brains actually wired to learn. Yeah, but I think the, the biggest problem right there is that you got hundred people in the room and hundred people thinking that ninety-nine of them know something you don't. Right. And that we're all not knowing or not good enough. We can't do something, and that is stopping us from, you know, going out and telling and understanding. And yeah, so. Yeah, you're almost teasing a future episode. I'm bringing on. I bring on my friend who's a psychologist. Uh, pretty often, I'm trying to do it once a month, and he picked out this topic for the next time he comes on in June, which is the imposter syndrome, which I had never heard of until I went to PT school. I'd probably always, always experienced something about it, but again, part of imposter syndrome is assuming you're the only person who knows this feeling, right? Yeah. And then I get to school, and I and I'm like, you know, you're really feeling it there, and I discussed it once, and then people are like, oh, that's imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh my god, there's a name for it, which means it happens to other people yeah. outside of me and that was almost therapeutic just finding that out yeah it is it's quite it's quite liberating to know that there's a name for everything and and that there is people that have experienced the same thing Not and just me. this was kind of the whole idea behind my whole twitter interaction i was fed up with people trying to pretend that the weekends and their goals and their happy hour on the in the bar is uh translation to everyday life because it's not there's more weekdays than there are weekends and we're all living like we try and pretend that you know our goal is to be slim and fit as the models in the magazines our goal is to be experts in every field our goal is to be the biggest the brightest the fastest whatever but we all are mid probably somewhere in the middle Right. I mean, that's how it works, right? Bell curve. Yeah. Most of us are, are in the middle. That yeah. that goes back to interactions we've had before. I did a I did a, a debate on this on a big stage in Chicago a couple of years ago, and it was about social media being uh, that highlight reel. You know, like you, you don't really show off the big losses in your life or the or the average. Like you don't even you're not seeing the left of the bell curve and you're not seeing the middle of the bell curve. People are only sharing like the bleeding right edge of the bell curve. Yeah, and that can exactly. be tiring. 
Yeah, it's tiring. It's... Well, I was in, I, I grew up in Norway, right? And the people here are, they're climbing up mountains, they're climbing, uh, they're skiing. Everybody's healthy. In my physio lunch, there was a competitioning of eating the best, the greenest, and the, you know, the healthiest. And I was just like, just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me the heck alone. I'm struggling. I'm not sleeping. I'm trying to read everything. I'm trying to understand everything. Well, this, at the same time, I'm trying to be handsome, get a girlfriend, uh, <laughs> trying to get money, trying to look good, trying to feel good. You're trying to live the so, Highland Reel. Yeah. And it's bloody impossible. And it's impossible. Need, yeah, we need to write I've it noticed, down. I've, I've noticed, and I'm sure there's probably people start smarter than me that have studied this, but it's almost like inversely proportional. It's the people that are shouting the loudest about how happy they are are, are typically, I don't have any evidence to this, they're typically not that happy. I've noticed the people that barely mention what they're doing and how they're, they're busy doing it. Yeah, chasing highlight reels. Chasing right? highlight reels. Now, is this true? You said you grew up in Norway. Is this true? You, mm. you actually, is, you're above the Arctic Circle. You had like, you know, midnight sun. You really had like, you know, the, 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 the prototypical thing like that. How does that yeah. mess with your head? How, how, how is, I mean, that was your normal. Well, yeah, uh, that's kind of strange, right? Because, uh, where I grew up in the winter, we get like, we got like two hours of dusk, no real light. Oh. And then in the middle of the sun, it never went down. Wow. And it didn't really affect me as a young man, as a kid, because that's just the way it are, right? Winter's winter. You winter's just know. Cold. You yeah. just know that that's, this is what this is, right? Yeah. There's a really, a really good poem by a North Norwegian lyric, a poet that says that the darkest dark times of winters are the price we pay for the sunlight at summer and so it is what it is but now as an adult it it quite it takes quite a toll On it what? Messes sleep with my rhythm. Yeah. yeah sleep rhythm yeah that's one thing with the mental health is another that's yeah Seasonal defect, affective disorder. I covered yeah. that before, and that's really, really interesting. I did yeah. two weeks, or I did a week in in uh, in Alaska, and oh, in yeah. the summer. So that was I forget when we were there, June, July, or something like that. And by the time we were there, I think we were getting like um, two or three hours of dark. It was just light yeah. the whole time. So the point where you actually had to, we were we were camping, so you had to pull a hat over your eyes for me just to go to sleep. But it oh, definitely okay. messes with you, and that goes back to the first thing we talked about today. Really yeah. was, hey, asking that patient, are you waking up after? after midnight so other yeah. clinical other clinical um pearls that you share um or other ideas being open and honest about clinical life and the failures of it that's something you do often why do yeah. you do it and what do you think other people get out of that all right so why do i do it is something well you talked about it quite just now because i was tired of the highlight reels i was tired of all everyone just telling you about their successes because clinical life ain't that successful it really isn't there's more downfalls than there is you know successes and and i wanted that to be known our clinical life is, is, is compromises is failures we don't get patients better with a manipulation we just don't get patients better with that needle or, right away we don't heal people we don't fix people 
and everything I saw on social media was, yeah, I saw this patient, had this and that for more years, was failed, I made him or her better. And I was like, yeah, that was probably one of 100 patients you saw this week. What about the 99? Well, when you say we deal in compromises, I feel like yeah. that's like that to me is a very intriguing um, statement. What, what does that mean to you? What, what do you mean when you say that? We, we deal as physios, we deal in compromises. All right. For me, that means that I meet the patient or the person in front of me with, with some expectations and that person in front of me meet, meets me with some expectations. And we are two playing this game together. You, know? you want this person alongside with you. You want this person to trust you, to go along with you. Uh, so it's about using your competence and your knowledge about the human body, about physiology, about biology and everything else, and that person's lived experience with the current issue. And so it's never straightforward. It's never, right? So your Achilles tendon up there, you're going to do 10 of these, 10 of these for 10 days, then you're going to do 10, and then, 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 and straight on. You're dealing with fatigue, you're dealing with family life, you're dealing with sleep you're dealing with stress you're dealing with that person's job you're dealing with everything in that person's life and your life at least so we dealing in compromise is that it's never black and white there's never a correct answer it's never a a, a one simple answer or it's never one answer is probably right. more right and there's never a correct answer it could be a correct answer but there's never just one answer right and doing this you're dealing with another human being right so everything is compromise do you have siblings mm -hmm. yeah then you fucking know that everything is compromise <laughs> everything right it could not be more true yeah so if you're a lonely child you you, you did get your goal or you didn't right for me yeah. as a as a sibling i got my goal but I had to take my siblings with me. So there's always a, a little prize at the end. So compromise is meaning life itself, right? We're not dealing with just a knee or a shoulder or a back. We're dealing with a person and that makes compromises. You don't get to do exactly what you want. You don't get to do exactly the way you want it. Probably uh, you probably have to do something you don't like to do to get the person moving or doing whatever you probably have to yeah just well push well, out the boundaries you you started uh sort of answering this question with with a phrase that i like which is earning trust right you're dealing with yeah. a human and that person has to trust you and you've got to understand that person so this is sort of this is sort of a trade right you can't mm. You can't be given trust. You have to earn that trust. It, it has to be over time. Anybody that tells you, hey, trust me, don't trust that person. That person is asking yeah. for trust way too fast. So what I'm interested because um what is your what is your primary evaluation look and feel like? How would you describe it? Is it is it a conver is it a long conversation? The first time you're gonna work with someone, walk me through the high level. Like what what are your what are your big goals? Not a need, doesn't matter what kind of patient it is. What are the big things that you focus on building or or working to? Who that person are. 
one-off. Well, I'm in a lucky position. I work in a private practice and I work with a deal with the area I'm living, with the county or the, this island I live in. So my expenses are paid to do this service. Now, keep that in mind when you hear me say this. Right. So, so I I've primarily focus on the conversation at first. Right. The old, give the per, uh, patient time and it will tell you his diagnosis type of thing. So I never sh never shut the door on the conversation. That's the, that's the, my main focus. That's my main priority and just see where it leads me. And trying to connect with the person just there in front of me. For an example, I, I never used the phrase, oh, that must be bad for you. Oh, how hard that is for you. How is that? I always do. That sounds like shit. I'm sorry you have it that way. That sucks donkey balls. <laughs> yeah. Like they're talking to a friend, right? Right. Building uh, rapport. Yeah. Building that. And see where it gets me. Trying to... I don't, I don't have a recipe for what I do. I just... I, I, I go with the flow. And I try to... Is there an opening for another question? So I'll do that. Is it time to sit back and just shut up? Yes. I do that. Is the time ready for a little back and forth? I do that. And so I usually set up one hour to this. And I my experience is that 40 to 45 minutes is just talking. Yeah. And then based on that, I do my examination and one of the things I've discovered in clinical life, you always get a second chance. So say, if you, if I don't manage it with the time I have, I say, this is all the time I had. I'm so sorry we have to wrap it up right now. I'll set you up for tomorrow or the day after. We'll continue. I'm still, need, I'm still wondering about this and this and this. Right. Uh, do you have any questions? Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. That sounds like so, a compromise. It sounds like, hey, I don't know everything. I'm not yeah. telling you I've figured it out. We're going to work no. through this together. Yeah, exactly. I never, I quite rarely say I've figured this out. Well, if they come into the clinic with a bone poking out, I'm, probably, we've, we've I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you, you're you not supposed to see me. Go somewhere else. I used yeah. to tell classmates all the time when we were studying the brain, and like, like neuroanatomy, like exactly where is this part and this and that. And I was, you know, because I was a second career student, I remember like using the phrase, I'm like, listen, we need to understand generally what this area of the brain does. But yeah. if I can see that they need direct pressure in an emergency room, they don't need me right now. So no. keep that in mind. Uh, big, yeah. big, big, broad scopes. So I think yeah. getting out of out of what you said in your your eval, it really was. It, there's no formula, which I agree to. People 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 try to help me or get me to help them like launch podcasts, and they're always, "How long should I do this? How long should I do that?" And I'm always like, "Yeah, you know, I don't want to just throw it back to you. Like, it depends. I don't know. Some some guests, I'm reading the whole time, and I'm going, this person isn't comfortable yet, so I'm gonna talk a little bit, and maybe I'm talking too much, so I'm reading that, and I'm going, I'm gonna back off." And I'm going to like, you know, because of how my show is structured, I'm going to drink on camera. I'll take a sip, which shows to the person it I'm, I'm giving you space now to, 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 to have a few ideas in there. I'm going to, I'm going to pause. So it sounds like you're very, very much read and react to the person in front of you. That yeah. sounds like it's individualized yeah. care. 
Well, I hope so. I know, but 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 like keep in mind the reason I asked how your eval was, and, and you set it up by saying, you know, you're you're sort of in a different model, right? With with having a relationship with the county, and that's but there are a lot of places that you know that I've been exposed to, or I've talked to people who are like, I have nine minutes to do my subjective evaluation because yeah. I know I have to do this, 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 and this, and I got 32 minutes. And that yeah. makes me sad. I know it makes everybody who's it makes everybody sad who's doing it because that's not why we got into it. We did not expect that on the other end of school. But it, it must be said that there are some great physios and some great chiros and some great GPs and everything else doing it in nine minutes. So maybe it's not about the time you're allowed to have. It's maybe a, how you make that time count and make the experience of time. Yeah. So uh, if really good people could could do it, I can, but maybe someone. Well, I think I think it's it's what's the goal? The goal is to build relationship and understanding. And if you yeah. can do that quickly, that's great. You have a skill. Like we, you know, we call them soft skills, and I'm using air quotes, but they're yeah. really important and they're not necessarily easy. And they take reps and they take failure to get better at. Yeah, they're soft skill covering Vaseline. Right. Yeah. Um, so this statement, I love this. Swearing is not inherently unprofessional. Neither are shorts and sneakers. So there you can be, I feel, and I feel like I agree. Professionalism is how you act, not what you say or where. Yeah. Uh, there's some people who've been uh, chastised in our profession on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Adam Meekins to, uh, to name one among, well, he's the loudest and does it the most. And he sort of relishes it at some point. Um, but, but this is a statement you made and you, and, and I sort of lean to agree with you swearing, not in, inherently unprofessional, right? It's, it's no. kind of, if it fits, it fits. Yeah, it's, it's dynamic. It's a dynamic. It's contextual. It depends on the person in front of you. Do I swear in front of everyone? Of course, no, I don't. No. And do I wear shorts and sneakers every day? Well, I do, but that's because I like to do. Right. So I think there's a definition or there's a, a thought in our profession that being professional is about doing dressing like this talking like this do it like this and i think that's wrong and it stopped a lot of good physios out there doing a great job because professional being professional and professionalism isn't about that at all it's about understanding the patient in front of you respecting the patient in front of you dealing with the person in front of you in a way that makes that person feel seen, listened to, respected, yeah. uh, and not a piece, not a pawn, and not a piece of the game, because it's not. So professionalism, to me, is trying your best to help, and not how you dress or how you talk. Yeah. Before we started today, you asked, you said, hey, like, what, what's the deal with, uh, with you know, cursing? Can I curse on the show? Yeah. And because it's, you know, it's a podcast. You can kind of do uh, anything you want. But I, I definitely curse less than I used to, especially the beginning of the show. And here's why. I got one email, and it was a critique email, and it was so well-written. And this woman said, I've been a, I've been a PT for 30 years, and I think I, I think I was still a student at the time and had launched the podcast. And she said, listen, I don't really understand podcasts as much. I actually had a student 
who it, I was their clinical instructor, show me your podcast. And I'm assuming that lots of people listen to it. And I just know I, I don't want people to see you or you to gain attention because of the, 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 the profanity. I want them. I want, so it sort of let me, and I went back and listened to a few episodes and I had done some of them live at parties. So there was probably a little bit of ex excess alcohol in that situation. But the, the bottom line was she was right. I was sort of trying to make it cooler than it, than I am. I'm not that cool. So I was trying to like, you know, Hey, here's how I can, here's a differentiator. Here's how I can be different. And she was right. So it's not like I say, don't do it, but I definitely took a long, hard look at myself and said, do it when appropriate. And I've, and I've sort of stuck to that where if something warrants it, and I was actually having a conversation with kids. I said shit in front of a bunch of kids the other day, but it was warranted. And they said, that's a bad word. And I thought about that. And I said, well, that's an adult word that has a really strong meaning, a stronger meaning than some of the words you used. And you have to be around long enough to know when that word is appropriate and know what it's not. And they sort of nodded and were like, okay, that makes sense. And I was like, oh, wow, I actually made sense to a bunch of little kids. That made me feel good. Yeah, to you, good. it sounds like you're reading, you're reading the room. You're reading the audience. You're reading the person. Yeah, it's contextual. I don't swear to everyone, right? right. But I don't, I don't dampen it. But if I if I get a reaction from swearing, I will dampen it, right? I'm reading, but you know, for this to be okay. So my culture in North Norway, where swearing and cursing is a yeah. culture in its own, right? What does that mean? Like it's just really like it's common. Yeah, it's really common. It's really really common. And with different, 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 differentiation, like differences. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you. Between cursing and swearing. Right. Okay. So we what have, we have this whole deal with, you know, the curse words, and then you have swearing. Swearing is painting a picture without using the same word twice. So you can say, are you born? Uh, what's my dad called me? Are you completely snowed down? Are what does you that mean? Are you dumb? Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Are you completely snowed down? Or are you? Are you born behind a barn? That's one. So this is swearing. This is swearing. Right. Just using colorful language to yeah. paint a picture with words. So I'm into that. Yeah. So the, yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's a little different than our definition, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, oh, oh keep going. That put me on the spot, didn't it? Uh, so, right. well, I'm from North Norway. Fish is it's a big culture here, so it's it's quite a you know liking to fish organs, to fish genitalia, to <laughs> smelling like a fish, looking like a fish. Uh, what happens in hell? What the devil may do to you? Different names of the devil. You got old this, this Eric. Is, this is like this is you. This is American smack talk. This is like yeah. we we like it for some reason. In in you know when you're younger, everything's about your the other guy's mom for some reason. Yeah. You insult the other person's mom, and that is like the that is definitely not what you're, you know. People definitely react to that. That is like fire. Yeah. So now, all right. So what? Like you guys probably have your own curse dictionary you have your own urban dictionary of cursing and you know yeah, probably, curse yeah. words not are not swearing yeah. that's it's higher right it's it's more severe yeah so yeah, give me like an example give me some good words to use has cook has cook what does that mean horse cock 
Horsecock. Okay, that sounded yeah, that that's sounded good. very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hascook. Uh, the funny thing about that word is that it's both the words of affection and the swear word. It comes so you from can be, you can be my Hascook, and you, you can, can be, be a Hascook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We do that. We do that in the mer- Like we call something. You could be a shit, or you could be shitty, or you could be the shit. Like, oh, that guy, he's the shit. And that's a good thing. That's a term of, of endearment. Yeah, exactly. Or for some reason, especially males, we love to, like, we just we, we just call our friends assholes all the time. But it's yeah. like a term of endearment. Or if you get into a traffic accident, you can tell when the person is actually meeting it in a completely different context. Yeah, exactly. Then you have, oh, I would just remember a good one. Uh, used in a sentence. Uh, I skal plugge deg fra rava til gan. Okay, translate. I'm gonna slit you from my anus to your jaw. That is an aggressive one. That's an aggressive, yeah, that's an aggressive yeah. one. So that's cursing, though. Yeah, well, no, that's swearing. Well, because you're that's a oh, because you're painting a picture. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, didn't think we'd go. Didn't think we'd learn quite as much about this, but I I do like it. Um, it sounds like there's a whole art form. It is. I'm not quite. I, uh, well. In context and situation, I'm better at it and put on the spot. You know, it's uh, it's nighttime here. Uh, right. Usually in bed or hour out or yeah, one half an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. What ago. what uh, what was your? We'll go back to the the the, the Twitter the, the the Twitter responses you usually ask for. Clinical yeah. worlds. What was the one you got the the most surprising reaction from that you shared that you saw people react to either positively or, or negatively? Most of the stuff I see people reacting to you is pretty positive. <laughs> Well, are you thinking about the clinical pearls or are you thinking about the physio confessions now? Oh, do the confessions. Yeah, those two. Yeah, the confessions. So, so yeah, so I do the Friday physio confessions. Uh, every Friday I've done almost, uh, almost a year now. And the bigger responses was, uh, what was that? Yeah, even when I tested all my, even if I did all my tests, tested all my hypotheses, hypothesis and did everything I could I still don't know what the hell is going on so that grew quite a, a liking and people what uh, reacting and saying thank god somebody said it I thought I was the only one or even when yeah. you're not the only one even hearing it repeatedly it feels still feels good yeah yeah that's what's the big one thank you for saying that me too same here and that's one of the deals right because we all think that well he knows what's going on she would know what's going on i just send right. this person there and she'll figure it out and that's not the case sometimes we just don't know and we need to own that we don't know because well maybe there's not a, a set certain a set of certain patterns and it's really intermingles. We know that from clinical life, things are not like in the, the books or in the studies or no, in the courses. No. no, not at all. And sometimes we just don't know. But at the same time, the things we know it's not is just as good. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. Um, are you ready to do uh, three questions? We're going to do three questions. Go. All right, let's do three questions. And. Here. 
All right. Three questions brought to you by our friends from Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. If you want to open your own physical therapy practice or thinking about selling your own, you should know this. On average, a private practice that joins the physical network grows more than 40%. Find out more at physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. They spell it funny. Um, Who are people? Here's the first question. Who are people that you look towards for insight, and and clinical pearls and confession. Who are the people that you look towards in your profession? Maybe the audience should should look towards too. Who's people sharing good information in your in your point of view? Oh, Adam Thompson, Alistair Beverly, Adam Eakins, Eric Mira, Greg Lehman. Oh my God! Yeah, good. That's fine. That's a good list. I like it. That's good. Uh, what is uh, what is something the audience should take a deeper look if they want to get smarter about what we talked about today? There's no right or wrong way to be a physio. Where would you send them? Would you have them read a book? Is there a video? Like what 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 clicked for you? What was something tangible that that made you say like, oh, this is really good information. I should save this. What made it clear for me was being on Adam Aiken's course and he saying that the only thing you can do to change this person's mind if is if he or she likes you better than the other guy huh really yeah well it's a relationship game right i tell people all the time it's either in clinical practice or i help people with communications issues i say i can give you as much information and insight as as, as i possibly can i i i relate this to i can walk anybody i want to the end of the diving board but i can't throw them off Right. It's got to be their idea. They have to want to jump. They have to jump themselves, especially what physios do, because it has to be that we can't do I can't do a squat for you. I can't do one squat for you. So I can give you information on why I would help you. I can make you, you know, I can I can build a relationship with you. I can walk you to the edge. Ultimately, it's up to you. Yeah, so it's, ultimately, it's a cost benefit analysis, isn't it? What, what do you mean that? Yeah, well, what does it cost me to do? What do I benefit from it? Right. Juice right? versus squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. So what does it cost me to do my daily exercises? If it costs more, then I think the benefit is one and, do. And this is communications and marketing 101, which is I'm trying to paint a picture for you of how this will help you achieve what you want to achieve. I don't you shouldn't care what I want you to achieve. You should care to, you should care about what you want to achieve. So the only way for me to know that first is listen, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. understand it and then figure out, okay, I can help you. I have to figure out where you are and where you want to go. And then, uh, then that, that one element, right. They don't teach that in schools. How do I get you to like me enough to, to want to listen to me and want to do that? <laughs> yeah. That's another, uh, third, that's third another. question. Third question yeah. is specifically for you. Um, we'll see if we can get the, uh, the, the national tourism board in Norway to kick in some cash for this, but uh, why should someone visit Norway? Why should why should someone fly to Norway and and visit there? To give us give us the highlights. What do you like about it? Why should someone come there? Oh my God! Do you want a torch or do you want a safe answer? I mean, I don't want the safe answer. You know, <laughs> free healthcare, free education. Oh, uh, in. Yeah, right in. No mass shootings. Yeah, that's a big one, especially right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and nice people. It's nice nature. 
What time of year is best to get the most sunlight? Which is it summer for you? Oh, right. So that's different. That's oh, that's a complicated question. If you want okay. sunlight a lot, but the chances of not getting it at all, then you want northern Norway in July, right? That's midnight sun, right? There's a chance it's shitty and 10 degrees and raining all the time and windy and clouded. So, but I'll say I'm a northern Norwegian. I'll say North Norway. Okay. Go to Lofoten, go to Helgeland, go to go to Finnmark, go to, yeah, go to the coast. Okay. Uh, last thing we do on the show, Martin, is called the parting shot. Let's do that. All right, parting shot is brought to you by the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Current concepts of orthopedic PT, the per- perfect roadmap, as I like to call it. No matter where you are, if you're thinking about leveling up your orthopedic game, you want to take that OCS exam, but you're unsure about how to prepare for it, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. Uh, got a deal going on now, right now, as well as at orthopt.org. All right, so Martin, the parting shot really is just your last chance soloed out all you for a mic drop moment what's the what's one idea or sentiment you'd want to leave with the audience today as we wrap up oh all right the one idea is we're not in the do the best modality game we're the people game act like it and don't be a douche i like that we're in the people game and also you have to wrap it up with don't be a douche but it's accurate don't be a douche that should be on the list that should be the number one question going into physio school are you going to yeah. act like a douche when you get out of here? And if you check yes, you can't come in. Uh, do you Martin, know how to treat humans? Do you know how to treat humans? Do you realize you're treating humans and not knees and shoulders and ankles? Are you aware of that? Yeah. Um, Martin, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for, for staying up late for us. And uh, thanks for sharing uh, Thanks for sharing that information on uh, on Twitter. And just, just getting more people to think about what's real and what they should be striving for. No right or wrong way to be a physio. Be mediocre. It's okay. That's where the most of us are. That's how bell curves work. Uh, They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming ours. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. 
The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.